folks, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? It's Greg of the Deed. Deed! And also, I'm Turn Corey? No, it's still just Intern Corey. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we are covering Young Frankenstein today for Throbtober. This was my pick for Throbtober. And this is a very special recording because we're not at my house. We're not at Greg's house. We're at Corey's house. You are at my house. It's the first time here. You have, you have a nice setup, though. I'm happy to be here. Well, thank you. I like your podcast room. It's spacious. There's the mask. Yes, the mask is over. It's not on my face. But you people can't see that. So, Young Frankenstein was one of the ones we talked about. Uh, early in planning this year's Throbtober that I think both of you two wanted on. Yes. Um, I have a feeling that you two have a much higher attachment to this movie than I do. Um, absolutely. For like, this is one I watched when I was a kid. Um, it's come with me through adulthood. Me and Mrs. Intern Corey. This is this along with um Rocky Horror. These are like our October movies. Like these are. These are the ones. Yeah, this is one that I grew up watching from, like, since I was a child. Like, I can almost not remember a time before seeing Young Frankenstein. Like, it's always been in my life, it seems, since, like, memories happened. It might just be me, then. Like, I have nothing against the movie. I like it. I've seen it. It's not one I go back to often. It's not one that, like, I put on often, either. Like, I've seen it. It's on. That's kind of been the end of it for me. I don't like or dislike it. It's just there. I just adore it. Of like the you guys saw it because we watched it all together. Of like a character will like move their eye, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dying. <laughs> I saw there's a couple like real Igor. It's Igor, but whatever. It's move, Igor. It's Igor. Igor. And he moves his eyes, and Brett just starts kicking, <laughs> slapping his knee. Well, I know myself, Brett, and my wife. We're quoting the movie before the lines happen. We're laughing before the funny parts hit. Oh, I'm trying so hard, like, this entire time not to be that guy that just repeats the movie verbatim in front of the people. <laughs> you know what? That's what we're doing for this podcast. Act one, scene one, go. I'll hit stop right now. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm tired. It's been a long October. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm wasted. I love you, darling. We uh, we didn't even do as many movies this year as we did last year. We're pretty much right there. We're, we're just we're, about. We're there. close. Was it like three bonuses? And other than that, it's like all reviews. Yeah, there's still so. just as much content coming yeah. out. All right. Um. So it starts off here. Oh, my mistake, Brett. Would you like to give me some credits? There's some notable names on this one. Yes. Uh, directed by Mel Brooks. Holy shit. Love like all of his stuff, basically. He's never made a bad movie. Um, Written by Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah. cool. And I also love they, they get the little Mary Shelley original writer on there. I do love that, which I'm glad we still credit Mary Shelley. Inventor of science fiction. Um, So this is technically like a legacy sequel to the original Frankenstein. Oh, produced by Michael Gruskoff. Guess what else he produced? Nosferatu the Vampire. Oh, that's cool. That makes cool. a lot of sense. We're in that era, too. Yeah, yeah. That, I yeah, love that. that. that mid-70s. Which actually brings me perfectly to where I wanted to go next, because this is like a direct sequel to, what would it be, Son of Frankenstein? Son. Because Frederick is the little kid in Son of Frankenstein. Yeah, which Son is like the sequel to Bride. Well, right? Or house. Yes. Okay. But anyway, this is... Frankenstein came out in the 1930s. This came out in the 70s. This is around 40 years later, 
Which is wild when I'm thinking, I'm just going back a few years, when Halloween 2018 came out, oh. after Halloween, <laughs> it's legit almost the same thing what they're doing here. That's so weird. Yeah, it, it is. is. Because we the black and white, granted this is black and white, but you can tell yeah. it's not in the black and white era. You almost have that separation, but it's literally just the same as Halloween 78 to 18. So it's really cool looking at it that way. Like, 1930s to the 70s is so much different from the 70s to now. Yeah, because of like, the technology advancement and everything. So much change. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had the whole digital revolution from the 70s to now. Pish posh. They should have stopped the VHS tape. They had perfection. You know what? I've heard you talk about VHS this whole time. Yes. Let's be honest. Betamax was the superior format. But I never see Betamax at the flea market. That's because they are incredibly hard to find because VHS won the war because it was cheaper to produce. I see more HD DVDs than <laughs> I do Betamax. But do you know what I mean about that? How weird is that? I never actually thought yeah. about that until this watch where I put that together. That this is just like that to the original 30s Frankenstein. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So we're saying every 40 years we're just going to come around and reboot all the... I mean, might as well. The point. horror franchise. Sure. <laughs> so, so, so what are we getting? What are we getting reboots of from now? Terrifier. Ooh. Oh yeah. I'd like a legacy sequel to Terrifier. Yeah. I mean, keep it going for now. We don't need it yet. Son of Frank. Uh, son of Terrifier. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. no! Rob Zombie's gonna make another monsters movie in forty years, isn't he? Oh. <laughs> All right. So, how's this thing start out? Um. Well, what Baron Frankenstein dies. And who my kitty cat, Baron from Dimension Z, kitty cat from Dimension Z is named after. Um, and I love he's like, has like the family like crest box that he will not let go. Like it's just slapstick throughout the entire movie of like the skeletons doing the like jerk back and forth thing. They were had to pry it from his cold dead hands. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is one of Mel Brooks's, Mel Brooks doesn't have, like you don't see his face at all in this movie. Because normally in Mel Brooks's movies, he plays a fairly substantial role. Yeah. He doesn't in this one, but there are three Mel Brooks roles. This is one of them? This is the first the, one. What are the other two? We'll get to them. In case we don't hit it. Um, He is the werewolf. The, well, oh, they, he, he, is the he, is, he is the hound. And he is the cat that gets hit by the dart. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. But then we cut next to Dr. Fred Frankenstein. Uh, Frankenstein. Oh, we don't know that yet. Well, isn't it true that your <laughs> grandfather was trying to reanimate corpses? Yes, well, I'm much more interested in the uh, what the living have going on than what dead bodies. Well, isn't it true? I love it's like, my grandfather's work was caca! Doo-doo! This poor dude's just trying to teach class. And he has some weird true crime podcast equivalent fanboy in the front row who only signed up for this because like this dude's grandpa was the dude who made a monster out of sewing a bunch of dead people together and you know that's the only reason he took that class he's right he's right. pick me and that's all he wants to talk about i 100 relate to both characters here i'd be annoyed if i was frankenstein i'd also do the same thing if i was a student it was nice to see Brandon from the Black Lagoon in his film debut. <laughs> oh, yes, very much so. Same voice and everything. Oh, it, it, it was 100% him. I haven't heard any shots in this war for a while. It's nice to see it again. Well, you know, I, fig I figured we let it we let it rest long enough. It's time to start things back up. 
And then after he learns he inherits his castle and everything like that. Oh, well, I've got to say, I love when the old man medical student comes in where he's, like, doing reflexes. He's like, you oh, goddamn yeah. son of a bitch! And he's, like, goes to the, like, almost punch him. He's like, see, that's an unvol- involuntary muscle reflex. Now yeah. he, like, pinches his, like, brain stem. And he actually, like, knees him in the balls. <laughs> and then the old man medical student's eyes, like, cross. And he's like, <laughs> And I love they're like, extra dollar. give him an extra dollar. <laughs> when he's getting off the table, it's way too risky. Hop on down. He slowly, like, meanders his way down. He's nice fopping. <laughs> Gene Wilder, like, a lot of people will point to Will, uh, Willy Wonka. Let's be fair, rightfully. That's the one his most iconic role. Let's, I'm not saying that. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, that it, is well, definitely it, his most iconic it role. It 100% is. But he's. Chewing the scenery in this and just yeah. hamming it up to his full potential. Yeah. This is my favorite Gene Wilder role. Like, hands down. I might agree with you. Like, you know, I love Blazing Saddles. I love yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But for me, <laughs> this one. I just love it, Blazing Saddles. It's like, yeah, I used to be the quickest gun in the West. It's like, oh, uh, you know, look how shaky my hand is it's like oh it looks pretty still yeah but i shoot with this one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he gene wilder was a was a treasure and we didn't deserve him and we cut to him on the train to transylvania um i love new york station everybody off he was getting off new york then transylvania station he has rode the train to Europe. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> it's the Atlantic train. I also love, though, too, it's like almost like the Casablanca, like, send-off, where him is his fiance, where it's like he goes to kiss her. It's like, oh, no, I just did my makeup. I have a big party to go to. Don't touch my hair. Don't touch the dress taffeta, darling. Yeah. Don't touch the nails. If they go to, they're like, what do we do? And it's like during COVID, where, like, you would, like, bump elbows. Oh, my God, I forgot about <laughs> How did I already forget about the elbow bump? The I never did it. I remember no. when people were doing it. I would. I'm like. I'm not elbow bumping. Not like. I'm. I'm gonna shake his hand. <laughs> I wasn't that or anything. We just don't need contact. You and you shake my hand. Dude, did you ever see the video of the dude on the airplane who like I don't know what's going on, but he's get kicked off and he's mad at someone. Like, I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. He's like like fighting through people. I want to shake his hand. He's being aggressively nice. (laughs) Shake your hand. I'm going to shake your hand. Shake your hand. I'm going to shake your hand. I want to shake his hand. He's like my dog. (laughs) I have no idea what happened. I I I want the contact. I just want to love. (laughs) Yeah, so he gets to Transylvania. He meets Igor. And he goes, it's Igor, because he goes, Dr. Frankenstein, he goes, Frankenstein. Okay, well. Is it Froderick? Yeah, he's like, Froderick? Frank Frankenstein? He goes, well, you must be Igor. He's like, Igor. I think he's just fucking with him about the nameplate, isn't he? <laughs> I Which, think so. This means Bella Lugosi's Igor at some point fucked. Because they, this is the descendant of Igor, because he goes, my grandfather worked with your grandfather. There, Igor. Yeah. Bella, even with a broken neck and a deformed face, Bella Lugosi is a player and can get anyone he wants. You had to sneak him in there, didn't you? Yeah, Bella. Well, you had to know he was coming at some point in a movie like this. Uh, I'm five minutes into the movie. I was like, I can't wait to like bring up Bella in this episode. (laughs) Um, uh, Marty Freeman is just so fantastic as, as Igor. Well, you would think so much because he has the wild, crazy eyes. Yeah. You would think that would be his whole thing. 
but he is actually funny himself. Oh yeah, oh, he's yeah. great. Oh, he's so good. A lot of it's it's gonna translate weird in podcasts because a lot of it's just physical comedy. Yeah, and like what he's doing, but man, it's it's great. Walk this way. Then on the hey carriage ride back, we're introduced to what's the assistant's name? Inga. Inga, roll in the hay. Oof, roll, roll in the hay. And then you're hearing howling, and she goes, werewolf. Werewolf? Goes, werewolf. And then I go to the front and goes, their wolf, their raccoon, or something. Their, their, their wolf. Their castle. Yeah. Why, why are we speaking like this? I, I don't know. That's I what thought, you wanted to do. I thought you wanted to do. I thought we were having fun. Whatever, I'm easy. Get to the castle, and then lady's name I can't pronounce, but scared of the we keep saying the horse keeps going off. Okay. Into the castle. <laughs> we can't say on it. Yes, we can. <laughs> I'm, oh, we, I'm going home. We can say it as many times as they did. They get in. Uh, it's night. He's looking around. They hear a peculiar music being played when he's in bed, but has no idea what it is. I, Iga? Inga. 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 Okay. <laughs> Inga comes into the room and also has heard the music and... I love how proper he's like, fetch me my robe. He's already wearing like a full suit. Yes. Old timey pajamas. This is such a prim and proper movie. I love that they have to dress in their three piece suit to eat breakfast and butter their tiny toast. <laughs> because when he was being shown originally, he's shown the library and they're like, well, this isn't it. This could be in any common doctor's like library. Where's his personal library? And scary name lady is <laughs> scary name lady is like, that's this is it. Whatever, and but they hear the music. They're going on, and secret door, secret door. There's got to be a secret door. They're looking at the bookshelf and everything, and then oh, here, let me see the candle. It's got to be one of these books here. She picks up the candle, Inga, and then the there's bookcase the bookcase spins around, and he's on the other side. Put the candle back. Then I love. He's like, okay, now I'm gonna put now remove the candle. I'm gonna put the candle back. I'm gonna brace it with my body. <laughs> Put the candle, don't put the candle back. Put all of your weight into the other side of the door now. And then she gets out, and I love, she's stuck. <laughs> put, put the, the candle, candle back. back. <laughs> <laughs> then he finally figures out that, you know, you pick it up, and then you put it back down real quick, and it'll stop it's, the spin. It's like an it's like a five-minute scene that should just be a quick, like, oh, they found the secret door, and they go to the chamber. But it makes it. It's so it, funny. The, the, the physical humor in this movie is second to none. I just love the, put the kernel back when he's pressed up. He sounds like high-pitched Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but they get in, they're exploring, and they're finding all this gear. Igor shows up at this point with them, too, correct? Yes, he's well, freshly dead. That's where they do all oh, the, the different head heads that someone replaces. I don't as think they they age. I think they're mummified. I don't think anyone's replacing them because just because it's marked six months doesn't mean it's actually been there six months. Say you put the six month head here and three years goes by, that six month head is still going to be there. Yeah, I know. So I don't think anyone's now, replacing now, and moving the heads. Now, these are spooky, scary skeleton heads, Greg. So at this point. Brett was, you know, he was out. Like, he was hiding under the couch. He has my dog held up in front of him for protection. If anyone's lost a C.R. Elvira episode. This may be a PG movie, but this is 70s PG movie, the same as Jaws' PG movie. Kids movie! A child's movie is PG-13 <laughs> movies that are maybe may released in the 2000s. Made for children. 
It was not made for children, Brett. My wife even told you it wasn't. Are you going to argue with Mrs. Intern Corey? I ain't got no. nobody. Ha, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> we... I have a hunch. <laughs> oh, dude, I love the, the play. Like when we first meet Seagull, like, not to be rude, but I am I, I, I am a surgeon. surgeon. I can help with that hump one, but what hump? <laughs> he smacks it and it's like hollow. <laughs> but um then they find all the real notes, everything like this. He's going through it and his like it's basically like fireworks going off in his head. He realizes he can do this. This is possible to bring the dead back to life, create life, all that stuff. I love he picks his head up after reading the notes and his hair is just insane. <laughs> I mean, it's Gene Wilder. No one does that better than him. Yeah. Just like the insanity hair. And the, the eyes. Yeah. And then doesn't it cut to the portrait of Joe Frankenstein and he's like smiling? He's just got the big, the yeah. big, big smile. Where before he was very frowny and everything. Yes. Um, him and Igor are going to go get a body. They're discussing the next morning over breakfast what this body would have to look like. Make it very prim and proper with their tiny little toasts. And they come up with, it would, it would have to be huge features. Anyway, it's just so you make him big. Like he something was, about to make the new brain work and everything like that. They need a Corey size like in there to get this to work. I'm only 6'2". Me and Brad are like 5'5". Five five. So, we're not that short. But still like it's... <laughs> He must be seven feet tall and huge proportions. Oof, he must have a huge flonster. <laughs> uh, that night, there is a hanging in town because, you know, back in the old days, we just hung our criminals out in public. Well, I'm guessing yeah. it's because he was tired of hearing Raymond's voice. So he's like, I'm over this. <laughs> Deborah, they hung my dad. <laughs> Deborah. Yeah, it's Peter Boyle. It's about time he shows up. Um, they go... They, they bury the body, and he's not in the ground for five minutes before him and Igor are digging him up. I love the dirt just flying oh, into the air. Because Frankenstein is shoveling normally. Igor's just tossing it everywhere. It's going all over there. Igor's having a great time. He is. They're, they're taking the body back. This seems hilarious because their carriage carrying the casket with the fresh body kind of breaks down. He's like, hurry! They're trying to push it back on the carriage. Right when, a, like, a constable... Uh, the very British constable for yeah. being in, you know, Romania. <laughs> comes around the corner, and like, quickly! So he, like, fashions his jacket over the arm that's hanging out of the <laughs> casket. So it looks like his arm is just hanging out like this. And there's no point in me just... It's just a lot of really funny, well, like, physical play with yeah. his arm hanging out. I love that when he starts, like, picking the nails. It's, it's great. And he, did, like, the policeman, like, shakes his hands, like, Sir, you're chilled to the bone. You need a... Nice fire, don't you? Maybe a sip out of that brandy glass, huh? And he's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's it, it, Again, it just goes those little nuanced mm -hmm. things that Gene Wilder does to just enhance a performance. So what, next, they're back at the house. They're working on everything at the castle. Um, also, the next day, the townspeople are disturbed that someone has dug up the fresh body, and they're kind of having their little, like, town hall meeting and of course they all suspect frankenstein because what his family's done before this looked i don't think it is not that i'm thinking about but it looked almost identical to the house of frankenstein set where like the townspeople were doing this and everything or the son of frankenstein son of frankenstein my mistake yes like where they're all like sitting yeah. there debating like mm -hmm. should we let him come back and everything like that and i'm gonna assume that that was not unintentional oh for sure not no but there are 
um, props used from the original 31 Frankenstein in the lab used in the young Frankenstein. Oh, which one? I don't know, but there were some so, of the lab some of the Tesla coils and stuff. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. like, they were still in, like, the universal backlot of, like, movies could just go and, like, use them as, like, background things. Oh, that's awesome. And again, that would be something that someone like Mel Brooks would go in and be like, I need stuff from... Frankenstein. I just love that like 31 stuff is connected to this. Like yeah. it just feels like old Hollywood, you know. Like I said, time not that far away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're de- Where are we go from here? Are we just cutting the making Frankenstein? That's oh, the brain at. retrieval. Oh yeah, the brain retrieval. Um this is where he sends Igor out to fetch the brain of famed scientist Hans Delbruck. How many times have we seen the Fetch the Brain story in various movies we've done? Oh, and it always smashes. There's, it never goes well. No. no. No, there should be one story where it goes well, and the monster is this brilliant scientist. And <laughs> everyone accepts him. It'd be so boring, but they should do it once. Just once. Isn't that what they did Curse of Frankenstein? No. <laughs> instead of oh, sending the boring. bumbling sidekick, send the actual doctor himself to get the brain. Just once. So we can see... Here's our alternative reality where it goes according to plan. Right. Well, I love that, yeah, Igor, like, scares himself in the mirror with a (laughs) thunderclap, and then he grabs the Abbey normal brain, which I know it's, like, later in the movie, but Frankenstein's like, well, you, uh, didn't get Hans Delbruck, did you? He's like, no, you won't be mad. No, well, who did you get? Abbey something. Abbey what? Uh, Abbey normal. Did you say you put an abnormal brain in the body of a seven-foot monster? <laughs> I said this is like right before he did the scare himself in the mirror thing. He had reached through the um, the the, the <laughs> night depository brain box, which yes. blew my daughter's mind because <laughs> she thinks literally about things. But they don't but, want late fees on the brain. They do not want late fees on the brain, but. Um, Igor reaches through, and then he also gets scared of his own hand, yeah. thinking it's someone else. But when they do bring Frank and the monster back to life, they do the thing, classic. They launch the kites, they look just like it and everything. Those might have honestly been reused props, because those look Maybe. exactly the yeah. same. And this time, Frankenstein goes up with the monster. He's yelling down Igor, flip the first switch! It tossed the second switch! And the third one, I don't know what the big deal was, but he's like, Doesn't Not the, the third, third switch! Yes! And he does, and it all goes incredibly well, honestly. Uh, lower back down, um, they try to bring him to life. It's not working. Give him CPR, everything. Come on, breathe! Nothing. The scientists must accept defeat with <laughs> class and dignity. And dignity. You son of a bitch, man! You destroyed my life! And class and dignity over here, huh? <laughs> oh, by the way, though, when he came down, I did love his epic moment of, they're like, Frankenstein, Frankenstein, no, I am Frankenstein! Like, he's finally lived up to his family legacy. Well, no, he doesn't say that until later when he's in the room with the monster uh, okay. and actually convincing him to, to learn. Okay. But they all go, they have a sad dinner together. Uh, like, and you hear, from the other room. It it worked, it just took a while. And he goes, oh, to Igor, you like the meal? Went, oh, yes, it's good, what is it? And tells him. And then he goes, did you want some more? He goes, why? Well, you made a yummy sound. I did not make a yummy sound. <laughs> I love the yummy sound thing. What is this? Schwarzwald or Kirschtort? Mmm. 
Oh, do you like it? I'm not partial to desserts myself, but this is excellent. Who are you talking to? To you. You just made a yummy sound, so I thought you liked the dessert. I didn't make a yummy sound. I just asked you what it is. But I love to where um, Inga's like, Frederick, you haven't touched your food at all. And he goes, look, there, now, I've touched it. And he just <laughs> spats his hand in the plate. <laughs> they go back and they see the monster. And of course, because Abby Normal, whose brain is in this giant seven-foot monster, he's not very nice. I love that they like unlike do the clamps for the monster so he could set up. And then Frederick's like, okay, now stand up. And the monster's like, like he's scared to stand <laughs> teaching him to walk and everything's going fine until fire bad why does he dislike fire in this one i understand in bride of frankenstein the monster doesn't like fire because of everything that happened at the lighthouse and all that kind of stuff and, and in frankenstein he was like tortured by dwight fry yeah. with like the torches and stuff he has no reason to dislike fire here he is fire bad greg yeah but he doesn't know that yet greg Fire bad. Yeah, understood. But... <laughs> 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 there is no other than, you know. You know in, the in, other movie. In Frankenstein movies, yes. fire bad. Like, there is really no other explanation to it. I also just love covering the Frankenstein movies so much because I love doing the. <laughs> like, I'll do that at home randomly and Liz just shakes her head at me. <laughs> I get that a lot from Mrs. Intern Corey. Just like, head shake. <laughs> we haven't covered a Frankenstein movie in a while. I need to get out of my system. Well, we set up earlier when there was the big town hall meeting that those the policemen's whose arms was torn off by the f- monsters from the last movies, <laughs> and he's like, it's literally the guy from part three with the wooden arm that's like, Kah! and yeah. he's like, and I love this one. It gets stuck a couple times where he can't get it down, <laughs> but he goes to be like, well, I'm going to check out the Frankenstein's castle to make sure there's nothing. Nothing going on up there. Was there a light on there? I do believe there was a light, Greg. Over at the Frankenstein place? Yes, there was a light over at the Frankenstein Okay, I was just checking. Yes. Um, But he shows up at, like, the most inopportune moment because this is, like, when the monster is first woken up, basically, and he's still just, like, moaning and making noises. So he comes in and, you know, him and Frankenstein are talking. Because at the point, like, Frankenstein's still down there in the... um, dungeon uh laboratory like dealing with the monster and there's a fucking knock at the door and what you're thinking is like 11 p.m it's like super late at night like there's no one that should be here and now before all this we glossed over one of the best joke scenes in the movie like you know so i igor lights up his cigar the creature flips out and starts choking Dr. Frankenstein. (laughs) Two words! (laughs) Three syllables! Before, though, before he went, he did say, have the sedative ready. So he sort of even had to do this, but still. Three words. Sedative? What do you mean, sedative? And then Igor starts being like, three syllables. (laughs) That's the the Abbey normal conversation. Yes. Uh, Eventually, the doctor does go talk back to the monster. He's like, I'm going in there to talk to him. If he's like, lock me in the room, I'll get through to him if my life depends on it. Whatever I say, no matter how much I beg, do not open this door. 
real quick too i want to say the inspector comes in and they play darts and he keeps like fucking with him where he's like and i heard that you made a monster so he like says it real quick like loud so he misses then we cut outside and like all of his tires are flat because all the darts went into it but he's satisfied he leaves yeah he sticks the darts in his wooden arm too yeah no, it's all of them but yeah this is where he Vic, uh, Frederick goes down. Like, Please let me out of here. This is a raving <laughs> maniac. You get me out of here, you assholes. <laughs> but he does end up getting through to him and everything, and they're going to make beautiful art together. Yes. Oh, the greatest song and dance routine maybe ever. <laughs> Dude, so we cut to the local theater, and the signs like, introducing the creature and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And I get, are they... Theater patrons or the scientific community? I think Which it's the is scientific community. It, com- it is. Both? <laughs> uh, I think it's scientific community mostly because yeah. he, he says something about, like, thank you for joining me, the most esteemed members. Fellow neurosurgeons. Why aren't they having it in, like, a lecture hall or something? Why are you renting out the local theater and doing this? Because the uh, local theater was, was cheaper than the lecture hall, probably. That makes Booking sense. fees, you know, and whatnot. Still, you could have waited for, like, a. Okay, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Greg, don't, don't, don't logic, young Frank. I was going to say We're that. here for jokes. I Greg. know what I'm doing already. It's Million dollar Hoover. But curtains draw, and they're, Dr. Frankenstein's there. He's explaining what he's done and everything. And then the monster comes up. And, he, you know, he's limping out. He's going, a little bit walking. And everybody's like, Ooh! like they're about to cause like a stampede out. Dude, at this point, all you know is this guy has some scarring around his face. And walks with a limp and doesn't speak that well. Imagine being someone who was in a bad car accident. You had some neurological damage. You broke your leg. You walk into the grocery store and everyone screams in terror and like pushes each other down, stomps to get out of the store. Come on. Welcome to my life. <laughs> That's every time Corey goes somewhere. I do always have a pitchfork and torch in my car just in case he goes insane. <laughs> it's true. But then, like, well, no, no, wait. And then they perform putting on the Ritz. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? And I just love that he's like, so much of it is the monster standing still and Frankenstein dancing around him. And every once in a while, the monster will be like, do doom, do doom, do doom. But I love, like, too, he gives him, like, the little shot in the chin and the monster smiles. He's like, drink! And he's like, oh, you. <laughs> I just, it's baffling to me that you brought life <laughs> to a corpse and a new brain, creating new life and all this. And your idea to present it isn't like the General <laughs> Blackburn. Observe, like, give him math equations. Let's talk to him in language. Let's, like... His dexterity, look how much he can lift. No, let's do a song and dance with, like, canes up here. Because all that other stuff's been done, Greg. The choreography they would have had to prepare. Is Inga, like, teaching them, like, where to step and, like, line and motions and everything? One, two. No, it's not Inga. It's definitely Igor teaching them. Oh, yeah. 100%. Igor's the song and dance man of this, uh... You know, in, like, sitcoms and stuff, whenever they're, like, learning a new dance move or something, they're put, like, the steps on the floor. Like, the ones he's not supposed to put on, they just set on fire. So he knows <laughs> not to take those steps. <laughs> but everything's going well until uh, Dr. Frankenstein hits one of the lights with his cane, you know, as, like, old-school stage lights with a little bit of fire poop and everything. Nothing bad. But this 
upsets the monster. He is not like this whatsoever. And I love that a Frankenstein is like, come on, man, we got to keep going. One, two, three, four. He's like dancing with no music. He's like, you're making me look like a fool. Circling the monster. And we were saying it during the movie. This is where the crowd turns fully on the creature for no reason other than he got scared when the light blew and blew a couple steps. <laughs> the science, these prestige scientists brought cabbage and rotten tomatoes <laughs> to throw just in case. I mean, you, you don't carry these items around with you to throw well, just in case? I'm glad that you don't smell them so you don't know. <laughs> also, <laughs> let's just back up. They're scientists. They just need to see that he's brought this creature to life. Oh no, the creature messed up its stance and did what? <laughs> Boo! And then throw it everything. They locked the creature in a dungeon! To the dungeon! <laughs> Not by any crimes. He didn't throw a little girl into a river this no. time, anything? No, they lock him in a dungeon for messing up his dance. Because we get the scene of him playing with the little girl throwing the flower petals into like the well, and she goes, uh-oh, all the flower petals are gone. Now what do we throw? And he looks at the camera. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. That scene was hilarious. And then he does throw the kid nicely back into bed. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah, they locked him in the dungeon for the crime of messing up his steps when you think about it. Well, he should have practiced more. You do not screw up your dance steps. He's only time. been alive for three days. Doesn't matter, Greg. Dungeon! <laughs> Thousand years dungeon! <laughs> you messed up your tap dance? Off with his head! The one-armed... Man comes in, kind of like is tormenting him. Inspector Kemp is it? Is it him? Yeah, that comes in, torments him a little bit where he gets out, or is it someone else? No, no, that's someone else. That's a that's a that's a much more British cop as opposed to a mumbly German cop. But comes in, is kind of tormenting the monster. Of course, the monster just breaks all his chains right away, chokes him, takes off. Um, this is also where he runs away and he finds the um he he finds the blind hermit. Yes, they're like out of Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, and uh, he has soup. (laughs) <laughs> Which we, Corey was very gracious to uh, make some chili Thank for you. us today. No problem. Which it was very good. And also bacon wrapped pickles, which is like one of my new favorite things now. Hell yeah. So easy to make too. Um, But he's like, Frank, the monster has the bowl and he's like, cause the blind man's going back and forth with the <laughs> ladle and he just pours like Keep... steaming hot soup on his crotch. He's like, mm! <laughs> then Then pours the big mugs of wine and goes to do a toast and just obliterates the monster's mug. The monster just had enough and leaves. He's like, I'm not staying. The monster rolls his eyes. And and then he's like, I have cigars. Lights the monster's thumb on fire. Yeah, that's what he takes off. And then he takes off, oh, come back. I was going to make espresso. The doctor is in bed with Inga raised way up in the tower too. Yeah, they're on a laboratory platform. Hard to pronounce lady's name. Comes in to disturb them because, by the way, Doctor, your fiance will be here in hours. You may want to put on a jacket. I told you not to bother me when I was working. As they're both laying under a blanket, smoking a cigarette, clearly right after getting it on. Yeah. Elizabeth? Here? Liz? There's a Liz in this movie. And you know what? Actually, Madeline Kahn? Perfect. Oh, we don't know because this is a black and white movie, but no wonder she's a Liz. Uh, this is when Liz, Elizabeth, Liz, Elizabeth drives up. Um, and Fre- Frederick 
greets her at the door, you know, love you, honey, love you, honey. And then as soon as he walks away, Igor walks in and they do the exact <laughs> same spiel to each other. Darling! And she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in. I love that too, like Frankenstein comes up. He's like, Igor's like, act normal, nothing happened. <laughs> Then he introduces Inga and Elizabeth, and Igor's right behind her. And she looks a little bit, hello, nice to meet you, turns around to Igor, turns right back down to Elizabeth, to uh, Inga, hello, nice to meet you. I love it. It's like, will you take care of the bags? He's like, yeah, I'll take the one in the turban. You take the blonde. <laughs> At this point, too, there is a mob out looking for the monster and everything, like, because he escaped from the dungeon. Um, the monster hears music. Later on, it's them playing music to bring him back down. Oh, and we came up with a reason why the Frankenstein family is constantly making monsters. It's because they're also in the torch and pitchfork business. Yes. Every once, every once in a while, when their money starts running out, they have to make a new monster. So they have an influx of sales. You create the de- demand and the supply. You keep releasing these monsters, you're also the one selling the pitchforks. <laughs> oh, you a, got ri- it. a riot is a very ugly thing. And I think it's about time that we have one! All they have to do is create life, and then they can make sales. Right? I can think of no other easier way to make money. No! <laughs> um, but they are playing music up on the roof and everything. It draws the monster back towards the house. He has, like, like three, like, old-school, like, megaphones set up all around him going in different directions. And Igor's just sitting there with, like, it's not a trumpet. It looks like a horn. It's like a like horn a... off a sheep. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But he comes in just to go, like, and then he goes back and sits down. Oh. Well, this is where the monster had found Elizabeth mm-hmm. and taken her out of the castle. And, you know, all of you men are the same... Six or seven, seven or eight quick ones, and you're off to the post about the boys. You better not tell anyone. Oh, God, I think I'm in love. We got a lot of oofs during that scene. Oof. Oof. At last, I finally found you. How do you do that with your throat? That's impressive. What? The, the vibrato. The vibrato. Well oh, done, t- my that was That was impressive. That's my Tiny Tim impression. You should have been like an opera singer. What the hell are you doing podcasting? <laughs> Through the window. Yeah, like, I think, Greg, I think we're holding him back. We are right. Fancy bread here. Fancy bread. (laughs) The monster gets back. Remember, the mob is on their way. They're coming for the monster. So Dr. Frankenstein has this idea where they're going to switch their minds. Oh, well, Dr. Frankenstein's going to share part of his brain with the monster so he has a less chaotic mind. Yes. 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 Mob breaks in as they're in the middle of the which I love. It's they use wooden arm man uh, as a Cap, battering yeah. ram. It's like, oot, dice, droosh, woof. He's basically doing like the Superman, no, like so classic, the classic and then, superhero. Because you get the great uh, shot of when they break through the door. And it's just him coming at you, screaming <laughs> with his fist out. Like, but they get down, they're smashing the equipment as they're doing like this mind transfer thing. And it looks like Dr. Frankenstein is dead for a minute. Put that man down! Yeah, they're hoisting him up, and then the monster yells that. Put that man down. Everyone stops, like, it was the monster! And he's stands up against this very, like, eloquent speech about everything. Like, kind of wins them all over. <laughs> so this is where we get the, uh, the monster with the very, very thick Long Island accent. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
And it was just weird when he was done. He goes, Marie ZD. <laughs> well, later when we get um, like where everything's kind of wrapped up and the monsters in bed with Elizabeth and uh, Frankenstein is with uh, Inga, like they've kind of like traded off. It's like, oh no, that's fine. You can take her. I have her. It's like just very like cold and just like a trade off. It seems like I like him better. His dick's way bigger than yours was. Was, but she's never even seen it. She never gave Frankenstein the option. She did not. Because he was trying. He he was he was trying hard there. I feel like it worked out better best for everybody. Yeah. To it, be honest, though. There's the scene of um Frank of the monster sitting in bed in the pajamas and the glasses. It looks exactly like so many scenes from Everyone Loves Raymond. Yes. Oh yeah. Um and then you know, the, we get the this we are like right here at the you know the monster delivers his eloquent speech. You know, Inspector Kemp offers his hand in friendship. They shake. The monster yanks Kemp's arm off. Hand the back. To the lumber yards! <laughs> then we get the big ending we are talking about. Both couples happily married off to each other and everything. And Hold I'm, on to your hat. I love Inga's like, I know the monster got half your brain. What did you get from him? He's like, mm. oh, oof, oof, at last I finally found you. We are 100% holding him back from yeah. going. Yeah, you're, you're out. You gotta get me an opera singer. <laughs> so hang on, let's just, let's just take the Z off the shirt there. No. <laughs> I think he did not know in the opera. No. <laughs> like a little no. Peel the Z off my shirt. I'm like Marty McFly's family disappearing in the picture. <laughs> but that was Young Frankenstein. Uh, so much fun. Like I said, this is. I mean, we'll we'll watch this multiple times a year, but it has to be watched in October. Yeah. And honestly, we'll probably watch it again before this October is out. This is for sure one for me that I have to watch every October. Like, it's so much fun. And this is a good break of, like, you're not getting, like, the super gory slashers. Also, you're not just going, like, classic Universal. This is, like, a funny Universal movie and done in, like, a very fun and, like, smart way with the jokes. It's very vaudeville, very slapstick, very classic comedy. But also still very respectful of yes. the... Oh. Yeah, they treat it almost like the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein a little bit of... There is still, like, they treat a lot of the source material pretty... Yeah, it's it's not like the scary movies where, no. they're, just, where they're just crapping yeah, all, all, all over. There's all, all over the... Yeah. yeah. No, this was, this was done... You can tell this was done with the utmost respect for the source material, but with, um, but with also putting a fun, humorous twist on it. Right. I don't watch it every year, but it was a lot of fun rewatching this time. It's been a good while since I've watched this again. I enjoy it. I have a lot of fun when I do watch it. So let's count some kills. You guys are from Count of the Dead? Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, let's start with Horror Count of the Dead. We're tally for all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Young Frankenstein? Intern first. Um, well, if I would go with one. Okay. Brett confused. I'm trying to even think, yeah, who died? Well, I guess, yeah, well, uh, I'm going to go zero. I'm going to go with one as well. Oh, it is? Who hanging. died? The hangman. Oh, well, we don't see him die. Yeah, we do. He's, He's hanging there. He's already dead. We don't know that. Already dead. What do I say? 
we see the kill or the very fresh body. Uh, very fresh and, and body. The, and, and the and the the executioners are still standing yes. there, so and the body fine. is still swinging. We did not see him die. Greg is breaking. You don't his know that. Rules. You didn't see his face. I'm assuming he dies when he's swinging there. He 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 had a, he had a bag on his head, and you should know from listening to the last podcast on the left Salem Witch Trial series, you don't die right away unless yeah, you're dropped. I know. Well, that's great. Skunked of the dead. Wait, uh, I uh, I can uh, never get to do the raise the like hand in victory dun, right here dun, 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 for the winner. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come with that thing right now. A big thing in this movie and what really like steals Elizabeth away from Frederick and makes her go with the monster is the size of a flonstucker. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to do dick size. Um, so a number one version of dick size, the worst version, is like micro penis. Of course. Bad. Where like it cannot do anything. It's basically like one of those buttons. <laughs> Look, it's a medical condition if anyone has it. All I'm saying is you can't just be mad at people for not wanting to get with you. If you, have, you gotta put in the extra effort. Go south with your mouth or something yeah. to make up for it. Yeah. You just can't be like, ooh, I'm so mad no one will. Because of my time. Yeah, no crap. You're going to have an uphill battle. You can probably get through. You just got to get some tongue game going or something. Right, right? exactly. And a number 10 is like Mandingo. Do we want that large? Well, that, not really, but that is like the most massive there is. I've heard it's going size. Yeah, I'd say like a good like an inch or two under there would be a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I no, love abdominal wall destroying. <laughs> like, it comes out of her mouth like, like Peter Steele from Typo Negative. Yeah, yeah. his Playgirl spread. Um, Young Frankenstein is a mandingo of movies. It's throbbed so hard. I love this movie so much. I've watched it since childhood. Like I can't remember a time when I didn't watch Young Frankenstein. It's been in my life that long, and I still love it this much. So it's a ten out of ten. I mean, I don't know, this, you know, it's kind of, you know, real derivative. No, it's a 10. This of movie course. is obviously a 10, and anybody that would rate it anything less than a 10 is a nincompoop. It has to be a 10. It's, it's not a 10. It's, it's, <laughs> sir! It's, sir! It's a 9! No, it's not a 9. It's it's an 8.5 is where I'm going with it. I, I like we the try so hard, Brett. I think... Now, listen to me for a second. Think about it. I think you guys have some nostalgia attached to this with the every year and everything like that. And I think it's a great movie. I just think it's an eight and a half size out of ten. This... That's still a passing, very good score. I don't want to hear about this for a freaking year again. Oh, yeah. Like no. last year. This is the new Rocky Horror of how dare Greg rate such a masterpiece. There's a reason we watch this every year, sir. At least we don't. Year. I watch this multiple times a year. Get him, Corey. Shoot me with this Nerf gun again. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like it. It's great. It's just Greg's just no. I just think like if I'm judging it, there's parts are hilarious, and then other parts are just like okay, whatever. Like I'm trying to judge the movie for real, not just saying oh it's classic ten. I'm ten. trying here. You you and Little Miss Intern Corey, when does the funny part happen? Yeah. I've almost disowned She's my own places. I've almost disowned my own children no, over this. And movie. again, 
here's here's me looking like an insane person, looking like a villain, like, oh, I hate this movie. We're going eight and a half, an incredible score, and it looks like I hate a movie now. <laughs> you, you guys are, in, this is insanity. I hate this every year. I'm not doing this again. I'm not picking any classic that you guys go, oh, I watch it on Halloween every year. Not doing it. I'm done. Because I like it, but now I feel like I'm somehow attacking it. He hates it. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely hates it. You know, do you feel like he's just tied you to the railroad tracks or something, Brett? You know, he's, he's sitting there waxing his mustache. Oh, yeah. He, cackling he, evilly. He what wants a to villain hurt he is. He wants to hurt me and my soul. <laughs> well, unless you guys have anything else on Young Frankenstein. <laughs> no, that's all I got. Nope. One of the best things about Young Frankenstein, the performances are great. I love the subject matter, but it's black and white, which is the perfect kind of movie to watch on Halloween. Turn off all of your lights. If you have a little, like, mood lighting like I do where I have the orange lights going across the top of my ceiling. Oh yeah. Maybe have a candle going. Black and white movie at midnight is like the perfect Halloween. It really makes you feel that time of year. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm gonna go with my hot take here. Peter Boyle is on par with or better than Karloff as Frankenstein's creature. Karloff? Sidekick? Fuck you that is an outrageously bad take. That is, that is not that is, that, hot take. Whatever you want to call. No, no way. This is this pure insane. He's great. There's nowhere near Boris Karloff. This is also coming from the man that said he doesn't like the Halloween franchise. Yeah, do you know it? how many negative reviews we just got with that? <laughs> on, what on are a, you doing right here? He said this on a YouTube channel with over four hundred thousand subscribers. I didn't know it at the time, but I stand by it. And we hope that young Frankenstein has left your brain throbbing with horror. Well, wasn't that a wild and wacky episode? If you enjoyed it, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Um, you can also support the show by going onto our Tee Public site and checking out any kinds of the merch that we have on there. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that TikTok thing those kids are on, and YouTube. Just search Throbbing with Horror and look for our pumpkin. And remember to throb on.